Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Edge kicked off Raw this week. He was not happy. Also, hello, my friends. Welcome to Ups and Downs, the Wrestling of You show with me, Simon, from what culture and what we do with this, in case you're brand new is we look at the finger, and if something's good, I go, well, I'm going to point to the sky. If something's bad, I go, I'm going to point to the floor. That's it. That's the whole concept. That's why I don't have any friends. Anyway, the fact that our superstar was here to talk about Finn Balor, and this was like someone you've just broken up with, because Ed was like, man, I've only been back a little bit, and I had to waste all my time on you when I could have been doing other things. Like, not really, Edge. You made this group. Now you've got to make your men lie in it. The Judgment Day came out to talk about this because Finn Balor really hates Edge and Edge hates Finn Balor. When the rated R superstar said those four magical words because he was all like, at WrestleMania, I want to take you on in hell in a cell. Dun, dun, dun. There was no dun, dun, dun. This ain't some weird B-movie. Balor was totally cool with this too. He was like, yeah, fine, I'll take you on in Hell in a Cell. But he also made a demon reference, and I'd love to see a heel version of that character in that match. Because Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio are also here, they marched to the ring, because they were going to beat Edge up. For all the people, though, it was Candice LeRae, Dexter Loomis, and Johnny Gargano who made the save. And the only real sad part about all of this is that the feud isn't about Alter Bridge music. That's what it should be. Edge should be going, well, I think my theme is better than your theme. And Finn Balor goes, ha, 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 no, it's not. We've got a later Alter Bridge track, so we win. Of course, this resulted in Damien Priest and Dominic Mysterio taking on Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis, which is really nuts. But look, it was fine. It did the job. We've got a brand new match for WrestleMania. And given these two and their skill level, that should be absolutely awesome. So we turn to the finger... And we're giving it up. And the match was fine too. Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae were also on the outside, so you know what that means. And I can't tell a lie. All I wanted to see was Dominic Mysterio. I don't know how he's done this, but anytime he's on my screen, I'm like, go and do something, Dom. Be a dickhead. He also did the three amigos because he is a piece of trash. And this is when Johnny Gargano made the hot tag to Dexter Loomis. And I was like, I don't know, man. Dexter Loomis isn't really the type of character that can do a hot tag. It's more like here comes Creepy Chris. Tommy Boy still tried to steal this one when he put his feet on the ropes, but Candice saw us, stopped it, and then Rhea was like, you don't touch my boy. How dare you did it? So she picked up Candice the Ray. She threw her into Barry Barricade. So my sign hasn't worked. I've been trying for the last, what, month, two months, three months, and people are still assaulting Barry. So I don't know what to do. 
I guess I have to do this. Play some sad music or something. Thank you very much. That's right. The Barry Barricade side is done. I'm throwing all my values out the window. I'll regret that on the next ups and downs. We also had this standoff between Ripley and Dexter Loomis, and I'm such a fan of Rhea, I was like, hit him, hit him, kick his ass. I think at this point, Damian Priest was like, well, I'm sick of this. I just want to win the match. That's what he went and did. Because he hit that big old chokeslam onto Dexter, and he got the one, two, three. And I'm pretty sure the Judgment Day are on a roll right now. You rarely see them lose which likely means when we get to WrestleMania, at least 50% of them will be defeated. Also, what is Damian Priest doing at WrestleMania? Somebody give him a match. I'd also like to know where Edge went, because he just vanished after he had done his promo. But again, this is all right. Gavi Kelly was then interviewing The Miz when Chad Gable walked in, because he was like, have you seen Otis? He's gone missing. Dun, dun, dun. There was still no dun dun dun. For some reason, Kelly then wanted to ask the Miz, are you going to have a co-host for WrestleMania? And I don't know whether she was shooting her shot, but we kept talking about this throughout Raw. So I suppose the Miz is going to have a co-host and it's going to be somebody he wouldn't like. I have absolutely no idea. During this two in the background, we also saw Damage Control beating up Trish Stratus and put that in your brain. That is also going to expand throughout this episode of Raw. Maybe, just maybe, is going to turn into a very interesting twist. And then the fans proved that us nerds don't know what we're talking about. Now, I do have a video about this coming up soon on What Culture Wrestling, so I just like to put positivity in the world. But essentially, out came MVP and Omos. Brock Lesnar soon joined them. And every person in this building was just like, oh, yeah, I want to see big men slapping man meet. And that's what they're going to get. MVP was also hilarious here because he was all like, Brock Lesnar, you are a very skilled warrior and very talented in the ring. But Omos is big. That's it. That's his whole point. He's a giant and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Brock was soon done with his chat, so he marched to the ring. And look, this was an absolutely bizarre segment because they looked at each other. Omos kind of went, oh, I got a fist. Like that's meant to be intimidating. And then they shook hands when Brock stood on the foot of Omos and Omos didn't like that. So he was meant to throw Brock Lesnar out of the ring, but they kind of flubbed it up. When they were shaking hands too, Brock was unable to break this grip. So maybe earlier in the day, Omos had been doing arts and crafts and he had some super glue on his hands. But look, this wasn't the most smooth thing I've ever seen in my life. But if you are tuning in to watch Brock Lesnar and Omos and you expect some like smooth classic, you crazy. So of course the whole point was, well, Brock is a big guy, but he just got manhandled by Omos. And Lesnar sold this like he'd just seen a ghost. Now, I am going to do a 180 on all of this, because why the flub not? We have two nights of WrestleMania. We're going to have a bunch of matches. Why don't we just have Brock Lesnar and Omos kick each other's asses for like three minutes, then Brock can F5, and we can go, oh my gosh, how the hell did he F5 somebody so big? MVP can have a meltdown, and then we can all go home. Well, don't go home. You have to watch the rest of the matches, but you take my point. I mean, even if it's a car wreck, sometimes car wreck wrestling matches are actually quite funny because you can just laugh the night away. That's right, people. I'm going to give it an up. I mean, right now, it's basically living up to my expectations. Who cares? And then what a first time match ever we had because it was Cody Rhodes taking on LA Knight. I kind of thought this may be a squash match, but it wasn't at all. And they were fighting on the outside. And when they got back in the ring, La was even able to hit a superplex. And when Rhodes tried to get back into this, Knight was like, I don't think so. And he hit it with a DDT. So I started to jump around going, oh my gosh, LA Knight's going to win and go to the WrestleMania main event. That didn't happen. 
because only an idiot would think that. So essentially, Rhodes came back with the Cody Cutter, then he hit the crossroads and he got the one, two, three. But the thing is, LA Knight can lose and then lose and then lose, because all you gotta do is give him a microphone and around about two minutes, He's back over with everyone. Yeah. Given where we are headed to, of course, we couldn't just end it there. So Cody went and got a microphone. And my word, he spat passionate fire. He went right after Paul Heyman because, of course, Paul wants him to stay out of bloodline business. But that's not how this works because Cody Rhodes is his own man. So not only is he going to beat up every single one of these goobers, but if he wants to team with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, damn it, that's what he's going to do planting those seeds. Tony then mentioned that this is personal because ever since he stepped into the ring at 21 years of age, he has always wanted to be somebody. As far as he's concerned, a great way to do that is to go to WrestleMania and become the WWE Champion. You damn right. He then did that wonderful soundbite thing he always does where he says, listen, I do acknowledge you, Roman Reigns, but at the show of shows, you have to acknowledge me too. I was like, damn it, he's got me again. So seriously, all of this is geared to the fact that Cody Rhodes is probably going to win this match. And it's just what we should do. No more shenanigans, no more twists, no more turns. Let's just use WrestleMania for the platform it should be to make you feel all warm and fuzzy in your tum-tums. When you actually do go home at the relevant point, you can be like, man, I'm just so satisfied. That's when wrestling is at its best. This Cody Rhodes, he is so over and he is so into all of this. I totally love it. Seth Rollins was then backstage, and he wasn't happy too. Nobody is happy. He basically still hates Logan Paul, and then his night got worse, because the Miz interrupted him, was all like, oh, hi, Seth, I've got some news for you. Next week on Raw, Logan is going to be hosting a live edition of his impulsive podcast. Huh. Baron Corbin then popped in and was all like, oh, Miz, I can be the co-host of WrestleMania. And not only was he mugged off there, he then turned to Seth Rollins and went, oh, man, I can give you some boxing tips. I used to be a Golden Gloves champion. And Seth went, no, I don't want any tips from you. I'd rather take a boxing lesson from my baby daughter. And I was like, Seth, you don't want to do that. She probably can't even eat right now. She's not going to be able to teach you how to throw a right hook. Of course, this led to a match later, and we'll talk about it more then. But I don't really understand what we're doing with Baron Corbin at the moment. He is just being treated as an absolute moron. Before that, though, we did get Bronson Reed versus Elias, which we did set up last week. And this was basically one man slaughtering another man. I mean, Reed absolutely flattened this dude. And I started to think, huh, maybe he could be Cody's first opponent after WrestleMania, because then he would have a big challenge who's never lost before. And ultimately, Elias got absolutely wrecked here, hit with the tsunami, one, two, three. Honestly, I've had baths that lasted longer than this even though I'm more of a shower man. And sure, eventually we are going to have to do something different with Bronson Reed because he's only going like three minutes at a time. But he's very good at these squash matches. And I'm certainly starting to go, oh my gosh, he's such a monster. And that's the idea right now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Kathy Kelly was then backstage trying to find out if Trish Stratus was okay. I thought that was nice. This is when Chad Gable reappeared and he actually made missing posters for Otis. And I was like, Chad, nobody's going to take this seriously. He's been missing for about an hour. People are going to think you're a sensitive Sally. I mean, he really could have just been in the toilet. And this is when Becky Lynch and Lita barged past. They went into the trainer's room because they were worried about Trish Stratus. But wait a minute. If they were so worried about her, why weren't they around earlier when she was being killed? So once again, we'll get into this later when Kevin Owens was here. <laughs> this guy. Now his whole point is still very simple. There was a time when he needed Sami Zayn's help to fight the bloodline. But what did Sam do? He actually joined up with these Poindexters. So now no, he doesn't want to hang out with them. I mean, given their past, he does hope that Sami Zayn is okay but he don't want to be a team. He also turned his attention to Cody Rhodes because later on he is going to be having a street fight with Sola Sokoa. And he was like, look, I appreciate the chat last week, but I don't want your help either. So when it does come to my match in a few hours, I'd appreciate it if you stayed out of my business. Now, even if you only just got into this tale, it's so obvious what's going on here. And I tell you, when we get to the main event, it gets even better. We're just being so damn effective with our storytelling. And Kevin Owens especially is so damn good at it. And I hope within the next 12 months, he does become the WWE champion. That's right. I said it up. We also had this clip when Austin Theory was hanging out with the Street Profits from earlier in the day. And no one actually explained to me why this was being filmed. Theory was quite pleased that John Cena had eviscerated him too last week. Because as far as Austin is concerned, well, as long as people are talking about me, who cares? I was like, well, there it is. This dude is a narcissist. This is where the Street Profits found him and Montez Ford basically was like, <laughs> John Cena thinks you're an absolute moron. And after a bit of back and forth, it turned out that we were going to do Austin Theory versus Angelo Dawkins later. Now, I don't know about you, but this felt to me like after WrestleMania, Austin Theory will still be the US champion. Maybe, just maybe, he does a feud with Montez Ford. Huh. Now, of course, it's been rumoured for a while that we were going to do something with Montez. But do not sleep on Dawkins. And I'll tell you one massive reason why. Because we then did have this match. Over the last 12 months, Angelo has just got so much better. So we should take two people and try and both get them over. I mean, it didn't help here at all. Because even though he kept trying for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, eventually Austin Theory was like, I'm bored of this. He hit the eight town down and he got the one, two, three. It was a little bit easier than I thought it was going to be. And then afterwards, Theory put Dawkins in the STF as if John Cena was going to see this and be like, oh, I'm so insulted. How dare you do a wrestling move in a wrestling ring on a wrestling show? This is when Ford ran down to make the save. So once again, we are teasing this and we should probably do it. It doesn't mean we have to break the Street Profits up. They can still be friends. The New Day have proved that already. 
but I like it. We should have a plan to make new stars up. And then Paul Heyman just smashed it. Because he reiterated that the bloodline does have a Cody Rhodes problem. So next week on Raw, why don't we have a little face-to-face between Cody and none other than Roman Reigns? They're going to figure out too whether Rhodes is a problem or a challenger. And if it is the former, well, Roman's going to turn up and he will fix this problem. So I was like, oh man, he must be into puzzles, which explains why we don't see him on many shows. He's at home playing Professor Layton. I get it. This was great as ever, though. And while I do think we need more interactions between Cody and Reigns, we are going to do that in seven days. And if Paul Heyman is your hype man, well, we're all going to get hyped. I especially felt hyped after this. I'm giving Mr. Heyman an up. Rey Mysterio is then back on Raw months after he had told Triple H, I can't be here on Monday nights anymore because I hate my son. You forgot about that, Ray, didn't you? He was just so happy to be going into the Hall of Fame. And as we said on SmackDown ups and downs, who deserves it more than flipping Rey Mysterio? When, of course, Dominic interrupted. And he's kind of got a new tack now. He's like, yeah, you do deserve to be going into the Hoff because you picked your career over being a family man. He also went on to say that Daddy ditched his eighth grade promotion because he had WrestleMania. This was the first time I was like, Dom, come here. I'm sorry, look, I'm sure you think 8th grade promotion was really important, but it does not top being on WrestleMania. He then became the best person ever, though, because he talked about his 16th birthday, and he said all of his friends got Mercedes, whereas Rey Mysterio, his dad, his father, only got him a BMW, and it wasn't an M-series. I was on the floor. Straight away, I was like, that. That is why you are the wrestler of 2023. I couldn't love Dominic Mysterio more if I tried. It also led Dommy Boy challenging Ray once again to WrestleMania. But Ray said he's not going to do it. And you can't say the fans aren't invested in this. Because as soon as Danny Mysterio said no, everyone went boo. They weren't saying boo words. So here's what I think should happen. Ray should be inducted into the Hall of Fame, which I believe happens after SmackDown, which is when Dominic turns up, beats the crap out of his dad, and probably beats the crap out of Conan too, who not only is his godfather in real life, but I think also is inducting Ray into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that would be totally different and means we only get the last match for WrestleMania confirmed like a day beforehand. But why not? Let's have some fun with this. And as I always say, I'm throwing it out there to manifest it. Dominic Mysterio should win. Like Dominic Mysterio should go throughout 2023 and 2024 and never be defeated. In 2025, he should be the WWE champion. Look at my face. Deadly serious. Up. Lita Lynch and Tris were then backstage again. I was mad at Tris Stratus. I was like, why can't you have an L in your name? Then we can have some fun with this. She was super mad, though, because, of course, she did get beaten up by Damage Control. And Becky Lynch said that they were going to beat them up. Whereas Lita was like, oh, you're trying to divide and conquer us, are you? Well, I don't think you're going to do it. Where Trish was like, yeah, and I'm really pissed off. So I'm just going to tell you now, because I've teased it enough. Apparently, Trish Stratus may be going heel around WrestleMania time when she fused with Becky Lynch for a little while. And I will take that, because that's taking a risk. That's doing something different. And why not do that with a legend? I'm sick of all the old timers coming back and being goody two shows. One should be an absolute dick. So I am very excited about this. And I shall keep my eye on it. And talking about eyes, it was then Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. And yes, once again, Baron Corbin got absolutely kicked. Now, I do absolutely love Seth. and I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. But I need to know where this Baron stuff is going. Because again, he just loses and loses and loses and everybody insults him. And I have an inkling, maybe, 
he could be going back to the sad Corbyn character. But if we are doing that, we need to make it clear, because at the moment, I have no idea. Rollins also went for a 2023 wrestling dive, which knocked Baron Corbin into Alan the announce table. And because The Miz was out here doing commentary, Seth then essentially threw Baron into The Miz, and because he kind of bent over, Rollins was then like, oh, you look like a platform. So he jumped off The Miz's back, and he hit a curb stop on Baron, Beat him for the one, two, three. Honestly, this went about five minutes. So this was awesome because using a human as a stepping stone is just awesome. So for that alone, I do have to give it an up. But because I'm worried about Baron Corbin, I'm giving all of this a down. Now look, I hope WWE proves me wrong and we sort something out quick. But at the moment, Corbin is really good. I don't think we're using him to his potential. And then, my word. And seriously, if you were one of these people that voted the Maximum Male Models as worst gimmick in the Wrestling Observer Awards, I am never going to forgive you because they are the best. So we were backstage with Chad Gable, who was now asking Mustafa Ali if he had seen Otis. Because Ali's got this weird new positive hashtag character, he boastfully spoke in riddles when all of a sudden off in the distance, Chad saw Otis. Because he was in the middle of a photo shoot with the Maximum Male Models. And when Gable went to confront them, my saw was all like, listen, I know you thought we were meant to have a match tonight, but I broke a fingernail when scrolling through Instagram. So cosmetically, <laughs> we're not cleared to compete. So that is the greatest line in the history of the world. You can take your one stool step for man and throw it out the window. I am all about not being cosmetically cleared to repeat. Things then got so out of control because Chad broke Mansoir's camera and Maxine Dupree and Marseille were disgusted by this. But when he told Otis to come with him because they had some training to do, Otis was basically like, no man, I'm a model now. And he walked off with them. So this was the best thing on Raw. And seriously, all the kudos to the world for everybody involved in this because they're just throwing themselves into it with total aplomb which makes it even better. And now I want to know what's going to happen. And I want Otis <laughs> to be a permanent mentioned member, I should say, of Maximum Male Models. This is goofy wrestling for life. And they've just embraced it wonderfully. It is getting it up. And then, well, I know I'm stupid most of the time. I am officially confused. Because I mentioned last week how the Oscar Bianca Belair food is kind of feeling a little bit strange at the moment because the focus doesn't seem to be on them and we keep talking about everything around it. Because you've got two awesome wrestlers here so you can just tell that story. But instead it was Bianca Belair versus Chelsea Green who I'm also a massive fan of. And after a little bit of a wrestling match, Bianca hit the KOD, she got the one, two, three. And because Carmella and Chelsea Green are now friends, they got in the ring and they beat the champ up. This is when Oscar ran to the ring and she helped out her WrestleMania challenger when she picked up the title and essentially just danced around for a bit. Then she pretended she was gonna give the belt to Bianca Belair who was getting annoyed and she didn't and she danced around for a bit when all of a sudden she revealed she had the blue mist in her mouth but she didn't miss anyone. She just went blah, blah, blah. See, I did it. She then basically dropped the belt and walked off as Bianca Belair was like, oh, I'm so mad right now. I was like, why are you mad? What are you mad at? Nothing happened here. It was just really, really weird. And I understand that it's meant to be mind games. I've just got this horrible thought in my tootsie toes that at the moment, this is being treated as an afterthought and you shouldn't be doing that. Once again, you've got two top tier wrestlers here. Just give them a story and let them run with it. And it's still gonna rock at Mania because they're too scaled for it not to be. That's just the way. But yeah, I do have to give it a down because if you ask yourself the question, does this make me more pumped for their match? The answer very sadly is 
No. Which brought us to our main event, which was indeed Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa in a street fight. Welcome to storytelling, new on HBO. And it obviously went crazy right away with Kevin Owens being thrown into Alan the Announce Table and Solo Sokoa going into Simba the Steel Steps. So I was freaking out. I was like, oh man, all my wrestling ring friends are getting absolutely murked. As we know too, Owens loves building things with chairs. He just gets a kick out of this. So he did construct this structure when they were on the top rope. Sokoa took over and he threw KO through all of this damn steel. I was like, this is a free match on Raw. What are we doing? This was all part of the plan too, because it didn't mean they were able to scrap to the back. But as soon as he walked through the curtain, the Usos were waiting there. They double super kicked Owens, and then the bloodline just beat the absolute crap out of him. When they literally dragged him back to the ring, they beat himself up some more. When Sokoa hit that damn Samoan spike, and he got the three. Now look, this was so damn simple again, because if he did have a friend like Cody Rhodes, or he did have a friend like Sami Zayn, they would have come out to help, but he told them to stay away. So they did. It also meant that Raw went off air with Kevin Owens left lane because of the blood lie. And again, you don't even need me to explain it. It's right there in your face. And when it does all turn around and Kevin Owens accepts the help, we all gonna go crazy. So we really did tell a thousand stories all at once. It's not true, we took one story, but it's a very good story. Get out of here, leave me alone, it's getting it up. Which did bring us to the end of Raw, and I do admit, in terms of the pump for WrestleMania, this one felt a little bit rickety, but again, the bloodline just holds everything together. And given that Roman Reigns is gonna be on Raw next week and confronting Cody Rhodes, do you think Sami Zayn is gonna be there? Yes, and do you think Kevin Owens may change his mind? I will say yes. So look, I'm still excited, this is all I need giving it up. Now please do click one of the videos that is on the screen right now to continue your What Culture Wrestling video journey. I promise you'll have a good time. And like the video, share the video, subscribe, and leave a comment below letting me know what you thought about Monday Night Raw. You can also check out the Ups and Downs article. I don't write it. Different opinions on whatculture.com. And come and say hello at WhatCultureWWE and Simon Miller 316 And yes, if I had known my future, would I put 316 at the end of my Twitter handle? My name is Simon Watt Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. The ups and downs journey continues because it never ends. Mostly as wrestling will never end. Very tired. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.